girl. Constance Hall, one of the most talked about bloggers in the country. A look out! Opinionated, raw, thought-provoking, and never shy to have an opinion. Annalise is her best friend. The yin to her yang. The gale to her Oprah. She's the chic one. Just ask her. A show for queens, by queens. No topic is too taboo. A shame-free, judge-free space. Oversharing, commiserating, and celebrating. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls! Good morning and happy Sunday. And Con, am I ever bloody happy to be here because... I'm living in gastro hell and I've escaped oh, no. for a couple of hours. Lucky gastro me. Gastro hell. Did you read my funny story about gastro on Instagram this week? I did. I liked it. And then as karma, <laughs> I, my kid got gastro. <laughs> so <laughs> But uh, if you are sounding like you're hearing us and you're going, hang on, what, what are the girls doing this week? Con is literally out bush. She she is out somewhere remote in a studio. I don't even know where. And she's literally pushing down a button to talk to us, which has made me (laughs) laugh so hard. Actually, I don't have to push the button anymore. Some lovely men that work here have brought me in a big battery. And now I've put the the battery on the button because they were like, no, we can't have you pushing the button for an hour and a half. Constance Hall can't be pushing a button for an hour and a half. (laughs) (laughs) They don't treat me like Constance Hall out bush, babe. Trust me. No one knows who I am. <laughs> I'm so last season. <laughs> well, do you know do you know who is uh, being talked about a lot this week? And that is Mia Friedman Con. Mia. Miss Friedman, I know. Yeah. I just caught up on all the Friedman goss. A uh, bit of a chairgate has happened. So chairgate. We're, gonna, we're gonna be discussing that and uh, and you know hearing our take on that. And what else? Everyone's talking about Katy Perry as well because she's coming to Australia and I'm so excited because I'm mega fan, mega obsessed. I know you are. You actually made me give her the time of day because I don't really do much pop, as yeah, we all know. I know. But, but um, you convinced me one night over a couple of bottles of wine to watch the doco and then you replayed the Tiger song, whatever yes. that's called. Raw? Yes, it is me and my kids' favourite dance song. <laughs> I know. I saw the dance moves. <laughs> <laughs> and what else, Con? You're having a, a couple of uh, dilemmas. With your new, new relationship, relationship dilemmas. Yep. I can't believe that you got this out of me. I don't oh. like talking about this yes. sort of stuff. You I live love for it. it. I live you for live it. For it. I'm, I'm, actually ha- I'm happy to talk about it in private, but you know, there are certain things that even I don't like talking about on the radio. Oh, well. Do you know what I have to do? I just have to make sure that Denim isn't listening. Okay. <laughs> Den- all fine. right. We'll just send him a text. Turn off now. <laughs> and up next, we're going to be chatting to Amber Gwynn um, about body image, fashion, and photoshopping. <laughs> We have the pleasure of chatting to Amber Gwynn. She's a model. She's a creator of the body positive movement, non-airbrush me. And she's got a fashion label, Nyata, which has a strong presence in the plus size fashion scene. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Amber. Hi, Amber. How are you? Good. Amber, I last night was admiring your fashion brand, Nyata, online and having a, a good old stalk. It's absolutely beautiful stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Um, what what inspired you to start your own fashion line? Um, well, I've always been plus size and, you know, growing up found it hard to find unique and bold fashion for my size and often, I guess, felt discouraged going into plus size stores with the lack of options um, for the style that I like and then, you know, going into stores that only offer straight size that, you know, obviously don't op- offer plus size more plus sizes. So um, for me, I thought, you know, it's in, that impacted on how I felt about myself and if that was impacting on how I feel, then no doubt it was impacting on how other women feel as well. So, you know, I just thought, why do we need to go into different stores 
to find fashion, you know, for our body types and, um, you know, why don't we, why shouldn't we be able to go into one store and access fashion for every size? So, um, yeah, that's where Nyata really sort of came from and Nyata means real in Indonesian, so the um, label is ethically manufactured in manufactured in um, Indonesia and it's a body positive fashion line with a vision to support women to feel beautiful and confident and um, so it's an all size inclusive label which accommodates sizes 8 to 30 and you know we don't use standard we don't use standard um, size labels because you know I understand that women are more than a number on a tag. Yeah, so. I saw that. I loved that. It was like size beautiful and instead of a number, it was it was like a beautiful sentiment. I really, really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, I like that too a lot because yeah. there is always such – I don't really want to go into a dress shop and ask them for an XL. Like I just don't. Exactly. But if I, I would happily ask them for a size beautiful. Yeah, I know, exactly. right? Or a jaw dropper or a stunning oh, or... I love it. Yeah, exactly. and that's been, it's been great feedback that I've received from, from our customers with that because it does, you know, like it does that, even that in itself helps you feel great really. So, um, yeah, and Absolutely. so, yeah, have a love can for you, Indonesia. And, next time you do a range, can you name one of the sizes yeah. queen? Yeah, <laughs> Really <laughs> Actually, I really did like um, one of your pieces in particular. I think it was called Inda with a splash of sequin. Yeah, yes. yeah. Thank you. Take my, <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. I also Good. looked up your uh, Instagram, which is non-airbrushed me, um, yeah. and I noticed that you followed me back. So thank you. And I have seven followers. Thanks so much, Amber. Um, but I, I loved the images of all the beautiful women, and it was women yeah. in bikinis with stretch marks and lumps and bumps and in your fashion range, yeah. and it just made me feel really good and, and positive looking yeah. at that stuff because... How awesome is that? Yeah, I know, I know yeah. you know, I'm mid-30s, mum of two, and I look in the mirror and I go, yes, you sexy minx when I'm nude. <laughs> and then I do. And then oh God, you, go I, to, you go on to... I, I know. You go on to Instagram and you see like a really photoshopped perfect body and you go... Oh, maybe I'm not that sexy. I thought you were going to say then you put your clothes on and you don't feel as sexy because (laughs) that's what I get. I actually put, I get naked and I go, yeah, you look good. And then I put clothes on and they actually like, it cuts me in half and pushes my fat in places it wasn't supposed to go and I'm Mm. just like, now I feel fat. You know, so you can't walk around yeah. naked everywhere. I've pushed for that. And it's not happening. <laughs> Love it. That's what it's all about. And I also... So I reckon your clothes might have the opposite effect on me. Well, that's... Yeah, it's sort of the movement aligns nicely with, with Nyata because I believe that fashion is the finishing touch to beauty and we need to feel confident in who we are to express that confidence into the world. So they complement each other really nicely yeah. and that's why yeah. I've done it that way. Yeah. Yeah, and you're, you're a busy lady because, you know, you model, yeah. you've got your own fashion line and then you've also yeah. found out in amongst all this that you've got multiple sclerosis. How did that come about? Yeah, yeah well, actually I've... I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis before all of this and it was sort of the trigger for me, I guess, to um, to chase my dreams and to live my life to the fullest, really. So, um, it's, yeah, so look, it took me a good couple of years to come to terms to with it, I guess. To but get your head around I it, yeah. Of, Is it in the family? Yeah. Pardon? Is it in your family? 
Yes, yes, my auntie has it actually. So it's still unknown if it's a genetic um, or environmental oh, really? cause. But okay. yeah, my, my auntie does have it. But um, yeah, so I, I decided to focus on MS in a positive light and support. Yep. Um, you know, when I was diagnosed, I suffered from really bad body image and um, and I thought, you know, if I can help women feel good about themselves and in, in a different sort of creative way, um, then yeah, I, I will. And that's really why I started Nyata because I've always had a, you know, love for fashion and a nicer style and that sort of thing. And it's my way of, of supporting women and also being, you know, when I was diagnosed, there's, there's really mainly quite a negative portrayal of um, living with MS in in the community and a stigma attached to it. And I guess I've made it a mission to um, to show people that it, it doesn't necessarily have to be all bad. Everyone, you know, deals with it very differently and, and has different, um, you know, it impacts people differently. But I want to give people the hope that I didn't have that it shouldn't get in the way of... I guess, chasing your dreams and living your life to the fullest as well. So, um, yeah, so it was the catalyst for me to... And also just with not airbrush me, you know, it, it is, as you said, guys, like all about celebrating your curves and your cellulite and your scars and all that. But my main vision with the movement is to support um, women to really start seeing their bodies on a deeper level and um, appreciating the function that our bodies give us because I've had times in my life where I've lost function of my legs or my eyesight and wow. you know so to start to start really you know the next time you you go to complain about the cellulite on your legs to think about the fact that you've got legs that function and some people um, yeah. are confined to wheelchairs every day sort of thing so yeah it can make you appreciate your body on every level rather than just how that skirt makes it look or yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. on a detail level more, mm. more so than a superficial one yeah totally I love that yeah, and I I work full time as well still. Um, so my role is supporting severely injured clients in the community. So every day I'm faced with people that may not be able to walk or you know get up and make breakfast for themselves or t- take the kids to school. Things that I guess sometimes we might take for granted. And so mm-hmm. that's another catalyst for me. In another inspiration. That I do every day. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. That's well, your clients yeah. are going to miss you when this label takes off <laughs> because I have a feeling that it will. <laughs> Thank you. Hopefully one day. Yeah, absolutely. It's so needed. Yeah. It's such a gap in the market. Yeah, it really is. And and Nyada is, you know, it is renowned for its bold prints and I've done that deliberately because I Good. want women to be yep. brave in yeah. bold and wearing and at me. Do you know yeah, what? That's right. I am actually ten kilos heavier than I'm used to being, and I have to say that, like, I find the bigger clothes are always in boring colours, mm. and it's almost like people are trying to disappear. Oh, not yeah. people aren't trying; they're trying to make us think they think we want to disappear. But like, I don't. Yeah. I want to wear something really. I want to wear a crown. I want to wear <laughs> a massive skirt. <laughs> Even if I'm just going out to Sunday beers, I'm in a ball gown. You know, like that's how I want to dress. <laughs> And so you should. Love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. Amber. I know. Well, you should look her up on Instagram like I have, obviously. I know. I'm obsessed. I'm waiting for the ad break. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much much. for chatting with us, Amber. No worries. Thank you so much for having me. This is the Queen Sesh. Con, everyone is talking about the Hit Network because Katy Perry is coming to perform on our world-famous rooftop. (gasps) And are you going to watch? I'm going to have to find a way, obviously. 
I find ironic that you get invited to things like this and I don't because I'm bush. <laughs> <laughs> Drains me. But You're I living think, the high life. I know. Um, no reception bush. I know. So, yeah, we are we are talking down the bush telegraph to you today, Constance, um, which is every now and then you might hear, you know, a, a, a kangaroo or a, a little <laughs> kookaburra or something, <laughs> wherever you are. You don't know the half of it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, Con, I'm a super fan of Katy Perry and she's yeah. just, she's so chic and she's so fun and... She's just uh, done this really fun thing. Okay, so she went a bit big brother. So she live streamed her life for four, I think it was four days. Four days. Yeah, four days. Okay. And uh, just had, you know, you could just click onto a YouTube channel and just see what she was doing. You know, she had chic dinner parties with friends. Uh, she did Was a she bit just of- living her best life or was she actually like doing what most of us do during four days and like sitting around, scratching her private parts, watching TV? Well, there was, there was a bit of that because when I obviously would go and have a sneaky look with the time difference, I sort of, yeah. you know, she was licked asleep. on. She was did asleep. Like a creep? Yeah, I did. I was sitting there watching <laughs> for 20 seconds and she sort of moved and I thought, did she this fart? is weird. On well, hair? I don't know. I don't know about that. I, mean, I would be worried about farting in my sleep. We'll get to that later. <laughs> I think she said actually that she was going to turn her microphone off for the sleeping for that reason. But oh, yeah, okay. she's so funny. You know, she sang like a Frozen Let It Go and, you know, I love, love, love Is her. Is she really fun? She looks really fun. So fun. But the other thing that I love about her is the way that she's so open to sharing her flaws and her insecurities. And she actually filmed... A counselling session, Con, oh my God, you would have died. And this this is what I love. So it hurts, you know, when I don't feel like I can. Because, of course, Katy Perry's so strong. But, I'm talking to Catherine. She's sitting back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's hard because I feel ashamed that I would even, like, have those thoughts, you know? I'd feel that low or that depressed. And I just, I, I love that she's she's going there and she's saying to people, because, you know, she's such a role model. She's I think she's got the most amount of Twitter followers in the world, 100 million or something. Uh, wow. And she's and she's saying this this is normal. You know, everyone yeah. can get depression. Even Katy Perry questions yeah. herself. And and she talks about herself as Catherine Hudson. That's her real name. So I think really? she sort of yeah. I think she feels like she's got this public persona of Katy Perry, and she's yeah. cut her hair because that's how she feels like that's the real she's her. She's regretting the haircut, and that's what that all came. That's why that she sort of felt the need to like explain it. Well, she got a lot of flack for the haircut, which breaks my heart when she's saying, "Oh, it actually made me feel like my authentic." Why did self. she get flack for cutting? your hair up and dyeing it blonde. Oh. You know what? I say, I, I'm a hairdresser. So yeah. when people come into my work and they say to me, I'm having a hard time, my husband's left me, or I've left my husband, or, you know, like I just lost my job, everything sort of feels like it's falling apart, I always say to them, cut your hair off and dye it blonde. Yeah. Did you notice in the beginning of 2015, the very end of 2014, I cut off all my hair and dyed it blonde? I did notice. Okay, my career took off after that because you've got this <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds weird, but you're carrying like, the bottom of my hair has been dumped eight times by eight different men. <laughs> it's... It's been with me through the, all the hard times and sometimes I feel like we need to get rid of that and let go of it all and just be someone new for a change and embrace change and then it will grow back and you can go back to what you're comfortable with or whatever. But sometimes you really just need to let it go. And <laughs> the Queen Sesh. Con, you um, are in a new relation. I'm in a new relation. And you confessed something to me the other day which <laughs> I am thrilled about and I said let's chat about it with the Queens. <laughs> So confess, what is it? So I've been knocked off my perch a little bit. You know how I'm always like the open one that can do whatever I want. I can fart in front of guys. Yeah. I can scratch my ass in front of guys. I don't give a shit. 
So my new boyfriend is worse than me and he farts non-stop and it's actually stunted me. Do you find it gross? No, not at all. Yeah. I think it's great, but I can't fart now. He's taken he's oh. taken the flag and he's run with it and he keeps and now there's a lot of pressure. He said to me, Why don't you fart in front of me? I was like, I don't know. Oh. I just <laughs> So you haven't you haven't done it once? No, but he told me that I fart in my sleep. <gasps> I don't know if he was joking or not. Oh no, you must be because you're holding it in and so it all when you go to sleep it all just Yep, that's a, a common problem. I know, and we literally spend every single day together, all the time together. So it's not like I can be like, oh, well, then I'm just going to go and do this and I can fart then. Yeah. So can you just pop off to the, I don't know, somewhere? Yeah, I can do that. I can. Are, do you, that. are you living but in a tent right okay, now? So it's become, yeah, we're living in a tent right now. Yeah. But it's become a big issue now. Like oh, I've worked no. it out to me. He said to me, I just need you to fart in front of me. If you fart in front <gasps> of me, I'll propose to you. And oh, I was God, like, that's so much pressure. <laughs> okay. It's the, and so bad that I can't even let him listen to this show. That's where it's gotten to because then he'll want to talk about it and I don't want to talk about it. This is so funny to me because you have always said to me, because I've, I've told you before that I, I don't intentionally fart in front of my husband. We've been together nearly 10 years and you're like, oh, but you you're being ridiculous. But you put to him. Like, you actually have to no. poo yourself when you have a baby with someone in front of them. No. So it's different. Like... I've still got to be glamorous and sexy and spray tanned. Yeah, but th- th- you don't do that. What are you talking about? No, I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I have been shaving my bikini line a lot more than I oh, usually that's do, good. though. Well done. Well done, mate. Yeah, I'm proud. Actually, every time that a news story writes a story about me and Denim, there's always commenters that write underneath, you guys both look like you need a good wash. <laughs> <laughs> and I think to myself, oh, my God, I've never washed more than I wash now. <laughs> it's really unfair for you to say that I'm putting so much effort in. I mean, in your relationship, I'm always showering, okay? I'm so clean. Give me six months. <laughs> well, look, we, we threw it out to our Queen's Con and we asked on our Facebook page, the Queen's Sesh, you know, what should Con do? Um, should she just let it rip or, you know, should she just keep Did it in Really write that on the queen. Can you remove that post now? It's going to become a big deal. No, it doesn't mention. We just said to fart or not to fart. We made it very general, all right. Uh, but now we want to did hear you write from. Do my name in it? No, we didn't. Okay, well, now they know. But nice to see that you follow the show page. Thanks very much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we also we want to hear some other stories. We want to hear from some other people who've you know let them rip and how they got there. So this is you know this is all for you, Con. You're, Thanks, babe. Yeah, we'll be chatting to you next. This is the Queen Sesh. Just before Con, uh, we were chatting about you and your new relationship and mm-hmm. talking farts. So, <laughs> Con, you're too embarrassed to fart in front of your new boyfriend and uh, we just wanted to chat to someone who might have, you know, can give you some insight, give you some advice, hold your hand through this because <laughs> I revealed that I'm also not a relationship farter. I just think that's really gross that you've been with him for that long. You've had two kids and you're still not farting. Like, it's fine for me because we've only <laughs> just gotten together. Oh, look, the odd one mm. slipped out, but I don't and do it intentionally. And you just look at him all embarrassed. Yeah, and I looked at him, it actually happened the other night, and I went, oh, and he, I looked at him and his eyes just went wide because it's just such a... <laughs> now it's like I've left it too long, so I don't want you to you suffer the same. You, you might suffer Are you the same. To save me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Bianca from the Central Coast. Welcome to the Queen Sesh, Bianca. Tell Hi, us, Bianca. To fart or not Hi, to fart? Queen. <laughs> Hi, gorgeous. I would love to not fart, but unfortunately, I do one every night as I'm falling asleep oh. on my husband. Oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> 
Does it wake you yeah, up? Yeah, I was thinking the same. Do you know how you do the little kick when you're going to fall asleep? Instead of yeah. that, I do a fart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> and that's, and that's just as you're dropping every... off your lap. <laughs> yep, every night for the past 15 years and he still loves me, so go ahead. Oh, there you go. Actually, Tom. he more than loves you. That's bloody cute. <laughs> it's very embarrassing, but I thought I just had to share with you. Yeah, I'm glad you, you shared it with us. My Rottweiler does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> As he's falling asleep, he farts and he quickly wakes up and looks at me. And I'm like, yeah, mate, it's cool. <laughs> That's my girl. This is the Queen Sesh with Constance Hall and Annalise. Come on, girls. And we are back and Constance, she's back from her UK tour promoting Like a Queen. She's currently out bush. I don't even know where. It's a secret location. Um, but we are, <laughs> Can you we're... not try and make it like a secret location? <laughs> I drove for six hours to get here today. That's really? all you need to know. Yeah, six oh, hours. Thanks so Left much. Left in the middle of the night. That's how much I love you. <laughs> uh, but every now and then if you hear a, a crackle or a, a kookaburra, um, that is why we are <laughs> literally it. down the bush telegraph this morning. And, yeah, I'm Annalise. I'm her best mate. We've been besties since we were five. And still to come this hour, Con, what are we talking about? Refugee Week, we're speaking to an ambassador and refugee, Lizzie Kuwith. And what awesome. else, Con? Some, we're going uh, to some... talk about Mia Friedman. Yes, we're, we're definitely going to share all a little bit. It's all a little bit awkward surrounding Mia Friedman at the moment, but we're going to have a chat. We're going to be really open-minded about it. Yeah. The, 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 the Queen Sesh. This week, Con... Mia Friedman has landed herself in some very hot water. She's so hot that I actually feel sorry for her. I'm worried about her. I've been in hot water before and I can't imagine it's very fun to be where Mia is right now. No. So she interviewed the American and feminist author Roxane Gay who's promoting her new book Hunger, which is... It's her own sort of personal battle with body image and the challenges that she faced because she is medically um, super morbidly obese. I don't know why they have to call it super morbidly obese. I don't know either, but I'm just, you know, that, that that's medically what she is. And in the interview, uh, I think it, it didn't go too pear-shaped, but it was more the, the way that uh, Mia Friedman had set up the podcast. So at the beginning of her podcast, No Filter, she does a little um, you know, reflection on the interview and setting up the person she's going to chat with. And she actually revealed some really sensitive information, which was said between uh, Roxanne's publicist and Mia's producer. Now, in radio and in TV, it's just... It's a big no-no, you know. The things that go on behind the scenes between a publicist and a producer are just not spoken about publicly. It's mm. just not done. Mm. But I think, you know, Mia's podcast is called No Filter and so she said things like, um, you know, how many steps from the elevator will it take to get there and, uh, you know, will there be a chair big enough to fit? But uh, this will isn't... Will she fit I, in the lift? From what I read... I thought those, these were just thoughts that Mia was having from herself. I didn't think that was actually the. I read that her publicist, the only conversation they actually had was that she wanted a sturdy chair. Like, don't we all want a sturdy chair? You know, one wants to fall off a freaking chair when you're doing an interview. Yeah. So apparently, those other things were just thoughts that Mia had had, not actually conversations that were that had ah, taken place. Because when, I, when I, I watch an interview back with Roxanne, and she actually said, she said, you know, I have anxiety, and before I go to an appearance or to an interview with someone, I ask my publicist to ask questions about the building because it makes me feel more safe. And I think that was 
you know, if you've got anxiety and you know more about the situation and the building you're walking into, I think it was more about that. But I no, I definitely mm. don't think the elevator was discussed with the publicist. But certainly the chair and the, maybe the, possibly the steps. See, you know? saying will she fit in an elevator is talking about her as if she's an animal. Yeah. It's not okay. Like that is just, I don't know what Mia was thinking when she said that. Yeah. I like to think she was just having a brain freeze. <laughs> Who yeah. was it that had a brain freeze? Somebody else had it some, I think it was Eddie Maguire said they did a brain freeze once. But um, do you know what? So what I got out of all of this is, and I think when um, Mia's come out and she said her apology is she's realised that just because um, Roxanne might be writing about it doesn't make it okay for you to say it. And yeah. that is such a bloody good point. Yeah. Because I have been in this situation and I'm sure I told you about my brother's mate who told me that he was stalking my Instagram. No. And he's he's um he's got an accent. I can't I can't physically say anything that he says without putting it on. So because he's, he's from <laughs> Amsterdam. Okay, he's this, like, this should be good. Take it away. Like, hey, hey, yeah, Constance, I was <laughs> I was looking at your Instagram, no? And I saw that you used to be so hot, yeah? <laughs> and I was like, I was at a gig at the time at the pub watching this guy play and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and my brother just shakes his head and walks off because he doesn't want to you know, be part of it. And he's like, yeah, like, you know, like I would have even asked you out like, Jesus, I'm going to have to get beeped out here. The, before the twins, you were so hot. But then the twins came oh. and they're like, they f- your body right up, yeah? Oh and you God. could see that I was going white. I was so offended. Then he goes, hey, I can talk about this with you. You blog about this stuff all the time. You write about body image. It's okay for me to talk about this, yeah? And I was just like, it wasn't okay. He actually ruined my night. Yeah. He ruined my night. I can put my hand on my heart and say, I told my friends I wasn't feeling well and went home. My brother later said to me, he couldn't believe it. He was so angry. He'd asked, it. apparently this guy had been talking about it all day. And he'd said, please don't talk about that with Kong. Because even though she blogs about it and writes about it, she's sensitive. Like if you tell anybody they used to be attractive, they're not anymore. They're going to be upset, you know? Yeah. So that sort of, the whole thing sort of reminded me of that feeling of it's okay for Roxanne to write whatever she wants to write about herself. It's not okay for you to say it. Yeah, I, I agree. And look, I, I don't. What I don't agree with is the backlash and the trolling and the hate exactly. and the vitriol. And nobody deserves public shaming and hatred. You know, thrown at them from all angles. I, no. I just don't think anyone. And I read in that. some of the comment sections when Mia had said her apology. I mm. wanted to see how the sentiment had changed, and the sentiment had definitely changed. I think everybody likes a good apology, especially it was a heartfelt one. She copped it. She wasn't trying to make excuses for herself. But then somebody said, "Sorry, isn't good enough." Mia and I just felt like saying to them what do you oh, want her to do about it then no. you know we've all learned something from this Mia yeah. especially just let it go yeah let it go I think we should definitely should we get the music director to line that up for us next <laughs> week? Let it go. <laughs> I can do it for you this is the queen sesh con is currently out bush and we yeah. are we are down the bush telegraph line this morning and <laughs> you know I, I read something <laughs> funny con um, about the queen of England and I oh, thought, I thought you were talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always about you, all right? <laughs> no? Okay. I'll let Queenie take this one. <laughs> yeah. And she, so she does this speech, which I don't really understand what it is, but it's something about, I don't know, the start of parliament. And traditionally they used to do it on goat skin. And there was this article and it was saying, you know, the, the, the goat skin's not ready, so the speech is going to be pushed back. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, this is weird. And I thought that's strange that she's going to hold a goat skin, but it's actually synthetic now. Anyway, it got me thinking That's about so our goat skin days because we, we have a bit of a history with goat We do. Skins. 
Yeah, we have a past life with goats. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it got me thinking about your <laughs> glorious stepdad, Scatman, and his Scat inventions because he was always mm. inventing something. So, yeah, he was always on a new path, Scott. Yeah, yeah. He's still the same. He, he lives with me. He's always constantly tinkering around <laughs> doing something. He, um, so, yeah, at this particular time we were living in Swanbourne, which for anyone that doesn't live in Perth, which is most of you, <laughs> is quite a wealthy suburb. It's yeah. full of, like, an older generation of people with a bit of money and along comes my mum, a single mum, and she, like, rented this, like, shed, asbestos <laughs> shed that we lived in. <laughs> And um, me and Annalise used to jump on the trampoline out the front and make fun of rich people all of our lives. Yeah. But then when my mum met Scott, my stepdad, he's an old farmer, and I was 11, me and Annalise were 11, and he was doing this wool classing course, <laughs> learning how to, like, um, you know, like tell the difference between yeah. wool and, and get all these different types of wool. Mm. So as part of the course he was, like, wool classing goat's hair. I don't know what that – oh, he was making <laughs> – he, he, he was, was making pot plants out yes. of the, yeah. Yeah, those he thought he was going to get rich yeah. by making hanging, hanging basket pot mm -hmm. plants out of the hair. <laughs> and so what he did was he got all these like goat skins. I don't know where he got them from. Hundreds he got them from his them. dad's farm or something. He got hundreds of them and he was drying them out <laughs> over my fence in Swanbourne and the whole suburb stunk of dead goats. Kilometres. Yeah. <laughs> But me and Annalise are the only people in Swanbourne that, Swanbourne that weren't grossed out. Yeah. We were like, oh, my God, can we help you get the hair off? Yes. It was the most disgusting mo <laughs> thing I've ever I done. I don't know why I did it. but you And so we would sit there for hours sitting on out. top of the <laughs> goat skins and ripping out the hair <laughs> and putting the hair in the bag for my stepdad. And he thought it was great because it was free labour. Did we And we gloves? were giggling. No. Uh, we were just oh pulling it out. And, like, as we pulled it out, the skin went funny and goosebumpy. Oh. And we just thought that was, like, hilarious. We were so so gross. I mean, it reminds me of something of Silence of the Lambs. The Queen Sesh. Kicking off today is Refugee Week in Australia and it really aims to educate the Australian public about refugees in our country and also celebrate the amazing impact that they make on our communities. And we're honoured to chat to Refugee Week ambassador Lizzie Kurth. Welcome, Lizzie. Tell us about your journey. Right. So my name is Lizzie Kurth. In 2003, uh, just at uh, just 11 years of age, I escaped war-torn South Sudan with my grandmother and my younger siblings, um, seeking safety as refugees in Australia. Wow. wow. So you were just 11 when you came with yes. your grandmother. Yeah. So what, what was the journey across like? Yep. So we uh, from South Sudan to Egypt. So we stayed there for uh, for just under two years while we were waiting for our. Um, to be accepted, actually, into to be resettled somewhere else, and which was Australia. So we we arrived here in two thousand and five. The journey was pretty well. I guess um, from Sudan to Egypt, we came by a big um, boat, and then we reached Cairo, and then we stayed there and had to rent for a couple of years. Yep. So it was really, yeah, it was very um, exciting and also very challenging. Scary. Yeah. Um, yeah, very scary. And because my grandmother was really old and, and my siblings were all young, so I was seemed to, you know, I was the oldest and a lot of, and I had a lot of expectation to be able to, you know, navigate our way. And usually it was me who had to figure things out. 
such as, you know, where do we go from there and here? And, you know, not speaking the language, especially when we got to Australia, um, just as we got off the plane, you know, it's weird that there's no, no one to actually direct you anywhere. So you kind of get off the plane and, you know, and so my grandmother all, my siblings all looked at me and they're like, so where do we go from here? And because I didn't speak English at all, so it was more of, no help. Basically, you couldn't ask yeah, help. exactly. Yeah, so I kind of let it to fade, and somehow, just looking around the crowd and seeing where everyone is headed, I just kind of just thought, you know what, let's just go that way. And thankfully, we saw some black faces, and we figured, oh yeah, they would probably help. And they turned out to be the people that were waiting for us anyway. So yeah. And what was it yeah. like growing up in going to school as as a refugee? Did you find that people were welcoming and, and accepting? Um, actually, I didn't go to school. So while I was in Egypt, um, I didn't go to school because in Egypt, unlike places like, I guess, Kenya, where kids are taken to school to learn English, um, during the time that I was in Egypt, actually, because I stayed in an uh, I2H place, I wasn't in the city Cairo. So there was no support in that space. I was basically just home. Uh, Till, till here, really. I learned English in this, in this country, so I didn't have the opportunity to um, to go to school. Though I know now that they have school in Cairo where a lot of students study English, but I didn't have that opportunity while I was there. Wow. And uh, why, do yeah. you, why do you think Refugee Week is so important in Australia for us to yeah, celebrate? Yeah, look, look, I think when you look at um, the diversity here in Victoria, because I have not been a bit, you know, around Australia, but, you know, living in Melbourne, I'm really, I'm overwhelmed by the diversity here. And I think yeah. it's such a Melbourne's beautiful cool thing. Like that. Yeah. yeah, and it's been named the best place to be. And I, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, with the, with the vibe here. You know, people are welcoming and there's the also the... Multiculturalism. Exactly. And it's so... I think it's, it's certainly not the weather, is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> I got used to it. I got used yeah. to it. But, but I, I just love how I go to Melbourne City and just I can eat at any place I want and have all, you know, all the different type of, you know, yeah, just everything. It's really, it's, it's interesting and also very inspiring. Mm. And I think when we welcome refugees, we, we, though there are challenges that come with that, obviously, but I think a lot of positive to do with how people from different cultures contribute. They bring new ideas, Absolutely. new way of thinking, yep, new totally. food. And, and yep. I really think that if we embrace that, we can all figure a way to sort of work around the challenges that come with it. Yep, and I how, completely agree. How, how would you yeah. encourage other Australians to get involved, to help, um, to okay. make people feel welcome? What, what's the best advice you can give? To be honest, uh, I know a lot of people watch TV yeah. And they don't have, and you know, with working, they don't have time to go out there and meet someone. But I really think it's important to, to be able to meet someone who is a refugee, you know, hear their story. I think that that would really open your mind into seeing other worlds. Because what the media will show you is, it's basically a one-sided story. And I think if we mm. don't open up and hear stories, I think we'll never figure out who the people that we're living next door who they are. So uh, my encouragement would be to allow some time to meet someone and get to know them, someone who's from a refugee background or who's a asylum seeker, and just mm. learn of them, know where they're coming from, because then, you know, you understand the tortures and, you know, and the horrors people are escaping from to be in this country. 
and employ them as well. We had a yeah, and Liz had a job them. with <laughs> yeah, had, we had a job with Turkish people, Bosnian and you? Greeks. Yeah, That's and awesome. like, we're Thank talking. Yeah, full like um, Tarek, he was a refugee, so it's not like, yep. you know, fifth generation Bosnians. We were like yeah. in this awesome workplace you where people's awesome. like, people's mums are bringing us in the most amazing food and they were telling us cool oh, stories. And yeah. Yeah, it was wicked to even no, work with I, Muslim I people at this, in, in this sort of climate as well was really important, so important. to me. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, th- I really think it's important. Uh, and, and here in Victoria, they're doing a wonderful thing by voicing, you know, you know, by telling the government all the, you know, all the challenges people or newly arrival refugees and asylum seekers are faced with. Yeah. I think it's also important that from community level that people are engaging with refugees and, and asylum seekers and really helping yeah. by, yes, providing opportunities like jobs and, and space where they can learn the language and learn learn how to be Australian, you know. Yeah, and, and bridge that divide as well so that mm. there isn't like a us and them scenario. Yeah, mm. there is. There is, look... Uh, I've been here now, what, 11 years, I think, and sometimes I still feel like, you know, because there's so much on TV about, you know, APEX and stuff, and a lot of people have come to me, have have said, are you, like, do you, do you know anyone? Are you part of it? And it's really, it's kind of scary because to think that you'd be approached and asked these questions, whether you're part of a gang, it, I, I find it really um it's like it's confronting and sometimes yeah. it can really take you back and, and, yeah. you can, and it can, but then, you know, I, I do try to really in, encourage people to really be open in wanting to know of, of someone and someone's yep. background and to openly yep. um, be honest about these, you know, fears, but also be willing to learn. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And le- learn yeah. something interesting because, you know, like we, a lot of us Australians have had a pretty similar sort of upbringing. So it's always yeah. so cool to like get, actually get close with someone from another exactly. country, especially yeah. a refugee and, and find yeah. out what their life was like. Because there's so many different like, st- different paths they've walked. It's something that's yeah. almost uncomprehensible to some of us. Exactly. Yeah. And, and really, yeah, I agree. It's not something that gets enough airtime. It's not something that we talk about enough, I think. And, you know, at the Queen Sesh, we absolutely um, support Refugee Week in Australia. And yeah. if there's anything that we can do, we've got a beautiful show page. So Con yep. and I, we're going to upload a photo of um, our kids holding up a sign with the hashtag That's Refugees awesome. Welcome. And we encourage everyone yeah. to do the same. Thank you so much. And it's such an honour to, to, that you guys, you know, have called me. I'm, no, I'm it's an honour for to, us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much for sharing Not your story a problem. with us. Yeah, no thank a you so much, Lizzie. Yeah. All You're the beautiful. best, and thanks. Thanks a lot for for all you do. This is the Queen Sesh. We're nearly out of time, but Con, we do we love to finish the show on Queen Vice. And yes, of course. It's advice for queens. Every, every week it's something different. It's Sometimes, something different. We give yeah. really bad advice and nobody takes it and we all laugh. Yes. And then sometimes we phone a friend who obviously, you know, bring in experts, people that actually know things. Yeah, we deflect responsibility. Absolutely. And so this week we've gone above and beyond um, and we've made the queen vice for you, Con. And we've yes. thrown it out uh, to our oracle, our Facebook page, <laughs> Queen Sesh. I um, love our oracle. I know. And so... Your conundrum, Con, tell us about the the other struggle in your life right now. Oh, my God. The struggles in my life are so massive I can't even talk about them. This is little and stupid, but mm, it's it's all Warren. You know, it's all valid. Mm. I can't deal with being a 33-year-old mother of four mm. and calling my significant half my boyfriend. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's really embarrassing. I called to make a dentist appointment today and I was like, <laughs> I just said I need to make my husband a dentist appointment. <laughs> and, of course, when I said his name's Denim and my name's Constance, they knew he wasn't my husband. <laughs> they knew we'd only just met. <laughs> Yeah, like what 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 do you call them? You know, if it's not your boyfriend, I also I don't like partner. Yeah, well. partner sounds like uh, mm. it just sounds weird. It just sounds partner. formal and it sounds like a working agreement. Yes, it does. You know, mm. like it's, it could be like a lawyer partner. partner. Mm. Yeah, partner in a firm. Mm. I don't think anyone ever thinks that <laughs> partner in a firm. <laughs> So, okay, so th- this is what uh, some of the queens have come up with. So Marigold said significant other, so you said that. But I think that's a bit wordy. Like, oh, oh so wordy. can I make an appointment for my significant it's other? It's like fiancé has too many – and it sounds so embarrassing. Mm. You know I can't stand the word fiancé. I've always hated it because yeah. of when I was in high school, like all the girls would like get engaged to their boyfriends. Oh, like, yeah, really? You're right. And they'd be like, yeah, I'm in my fiancé. We're going to have a romantic dinner, some fish and chips on the beach, my fiancé this, my fiancé that. And I used to sit there laughing, so now I can't even, you know, <laughs> if I was engaged – like a real grown up, I yeah. couldn't use it. Yeah, I, I like to say Beyonce when it's Fiance. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Megan said sex slave. Cool. Okay, I like that. Yep, maybe not for yep. the dentist though. So we need something that's fine in the confines <laughs> of your own home. I'm letting my sex slave out for a few hours <laughs> to get his teeth fixed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Siali said man friend, and I don't know. I don't, I'm not for man friend. No, because that mm. makes other people think that they can get him. Yeah. You need to be able to put your claws in with one word. Now, Dion, you can back off because she's written bestie. I don't think so. Mm-mm-mm. Denim, you're not the bestie. I'm the bestie. There's no bestie oh, at all. totally. And you know mm. what? Bestie just isn't intimate enough. No. And, well, okay, Sherry We're said. We're besties and we've never made out. <laughs> no, we haven't. Um, Sherry <laughs> Sherry said my route. Now, again, that, uh, probably not good for the dentist. Oh, actually. The kids in the back, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so and, uh, the most votes that came in and my personal favourite. It's lover, my lover. I think it's so chic, it's so sexy, it's so grown up, my lover. No? Yeah, I'm not sure about lover. So what are you going to call him? Um, denim at the moment. Okay. And what does he call you, his old cheese? That's good <laughs> the old chook. The old chook. And that's all we've got time for. We'll be back from 7am next oh. Sunday. And absolutely contact us anytime on our guys. Facebook page. And Thanks for listening, all three of you. We love you. <laughs> um, for all our extended interviews and if you've missed anything, you can catch up on our podcast. Just search The Queen Sesh. Have a great week. I love you, Annalise. I love you too, Constance. Have fun. Back in your tent. I'm going back Thanks, to fun. gastro hell. Kill me now. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> The Queen Sesh.